Welcome to She Wins Podcast, the business, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle podcast for you to get the tools, the tips, and the knowledge to start and grow a profitable online business. Every week, we welcome women that share with us their entrepreneurship journey and their experiences so that you can learn actionable tips that will help you grow and scale your business. My name is Fatia and I'm your host. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to today's episode. Hope you're all doing great. Hope you're all doing amazing. I'm excited about today's episode because today we are diving into the beauty industry. We're talking all beauty. How is it like to build a beauty empire? So today we are welcoming Andrea Sare. Andrea is the owner of Think Pretty Saloon. But not only, she's also the owner of Canis and Discover Beauty and also the co founder of Afro Hair and Beauty Africa, which is a platform for businesses to learn, grow and network in Africa. Andrea has done amazing things for herself and I'm really, really excited to have her on the podcast today. So welcome to the podcast, Andrea. Welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit more about your background and how your entrepreneurship journey started. Thank you for having me. Um, you kind of said it all. So <laughs> I have a hair extension company, which is called Kenneth's Undiscovered Beauty. Um, it's popularly known as KUB, or some people call it Cub. And what we do is we supply um, pure virgin hair extensions to our clients. It lasts long. They can buy now, pay later. There's payment plans. And they just know they're buying the security that your hair is quality um, and it's going to last you. I also have a salon um, where we do all types of hair services from natural hair to relaxed hair to weaves, treatments. We take care of your hair so you don't have to worry about it. Um, and as you mentioned, I'm the co-founder of Afro Hair and Beauty Africa, um, which is a platform in Africa for businesses um, all over the world to come and network, tap, tap into the African market. It's a big, big market. And also to ex- exchange our knowledge and our power mm-hmm. um, and see how we can push the beauty industry forward so that's what I do that's beautiful so how did your uh, entrepreneurship journey started were you planning to start your own business or did you just go as accidentally into it how did it all start <laughs> it it just happened so I'm a level three qualified nursery nurse um, that's what I graduated in childhood and youth studies mm-hmm. and I always thought I'd own my own nursery or be a teacher or something like that oh that's crazy i wanted to do the same when i was small (laughs) i think everyone had a dream to be a teacher when they were young i know (laughs) um for me it was a bit it was unfortunate circumstances that led to my journey of Mm. entrepreneurship i lost my little sister in 2010 Mm. um and i took a gap a year out because of my loss of my sister, mm-hmm. and I finished uni the year later. So within that year, mm-hmm. um, I had to kind of kill time because yeah. I was yeah. back home. So I fell in love with hair and beauty and getting hair done. And for me, it was like a quick way to make money without going to work and dealing with children because I was kind of sick of it. Yeah. So I fell into it, shall I say, and I didn't see any other way. It made me happy. It was my way of escaping um, what I was actually dealing with, the loss of my sister, 
and ever since then I've never looked back and that was 10 years ago wow that sounds wow. old <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you literally stayed in the industry because you probably find something good in it and i know a lot of people are starting um beauty businesses is that profitable would you recommend someone to start a business in the beauty industry it's extremely profitable and the direction of beauty industry is going in right now there's no limit it keeps growing it keeps expanding you've got luxury companies such as gucci louis vuitton all of them are jumping into the beauty industry and starting beauty lines because they've seen how lucrative it is so you can just imagine if right now the industry is estimated at a 500 plus billion us dollars in the next year or two years that's gonna double or even triple so you can only imagine how much there is for us to gain from it if we do it well yeah definitely even because beauty is something like even when people don't have that much money they can save up for their wig or for to go to the salon to do their nails so it's something that you know it's kind of it's gonna stay it's not something that kind of like you know you can't run out of business easily isn't it no no well some people can you see that's the thing if you're not willing to grow with the industry mm. it's gonna grow you're gonna get left behind yeah. that's the honest truth because i do see businesses and i deal with businesses occasionally that are struggling yeah. and they're closing down and they don't want to be in the industry no more because they refuse to grow with the industry and um, the beauty business the hair business is at a place where every single day there's something new so if you're not willing to stay up to date if you're not willing to train yourself if you're not willing to see what's new you're gonna get left behind yeah you're not gonna profit from it so yeah and definitely and what's the main difference between selling online and offline because obviously you have a saloon so you're mm-hmm. running a business offline and you're running at the same time a business online with your hair extensions yeah. so what's the main difference that you saw mm-hmm. within your journey i'd say Obviously, online is a quick process. So if you're if the client's willing to buy, they're gonna buy. Is down to you. Make sure your website is as interactive, as informative as possible. Mm-hmm. So the process is smooth. Whereas face to face, you've got to answer the questions. You've got to deal with all the doubt. You've got to kind of persuade them. It's a mm-hmm. sales. We've got to build a relationship because mm-hmm. now people buy based on relationships. So yeah. you've got to kind of build a relationship, reassure them. Whereas online, the job is done. They just got to click and buy. So um, I'd say if you're someone that you feel as if your product needs to be sold mm-hmm. face to Place, then you need a shop front however now with the way um, websites can be interactive there's ways you can make your site so it does the job for you so you don't yeah. need a shop front exactly. yeah. and how did you actually come up with the idea of um, learn learn and grow the network in Africa so your afro hair and beauty project and- it started from lack of resources, really. Going to Ghana, not being able to get salons to provide services that was needed, mm. or they didn't know some of the stars we were asking for. They didn't have access to the products that we have access to. Mm. Um, it, even if they did, it was charged at an extortionate price because it was someone bringing it in through the back door, yeah. not a real distributor. 
products being infatuated, like the market being filled with fake products. It was just a whole load of things. It was like, hold on, wait a minute. If only you could educate people mm. and help them get access to these products, yeah. the main users, you'd kind of just fix a big problem. Mm. And that's what it was about, fixing the issue. And a lot of the issue is access, access to tools, access to skills, access to products, access to the market. And Africa is very rich and wealthy. Yeah. However, it's overlooked, yeah. and maybe because of the infra- infrastructure of business. Yeah. So we just wanted to be the facilitators between international business, national businesses, and building a platform where people within Africa can get access to products that we have access to. Because now, because of Instagram, yeah, everyone's exposed. We all see it at the same time. Yeah. So why can't we all get the products? At the same time or even within good time so that's what it was about to be honest Mm, and i saw you running actually networking events and events in accra yeah i've been checking you out a little bit (laughs) so how is it how did you see the difference between running events in ghana and running events here in london i'd say with ghanians as long as you are able to connect with the right person Mm. you're able to get to the right audience okay um, and they're very receptive, mm. very, very receptive um, once you're able to get in front of them yeah. and you see the need. Mm. In the UK, it's all well and good, but we're very busy. Yeah, that's so true. And, yeah, even getting someone to come out to an event is a case of, oh, yeah, I'm going to come, but they don't end up coming. Or when they do mm. come, it's like, okay, um, I've come, but you want people to come with an intention. Yeah. What is your, would you want? Would you want to leave with? Mm. Because I don't like people coming up to an event of us, and I feel as if they didn't leave with what they came from. You've got to have an expectation of us. Yeah. That's always my thing. So I love doing events in Africa, and because we know what we bring to the table, my business partner and I, Gina, yeah. it's is is a beautiful thing when you're like you're able to exceed people's expectation. They mm. come to your event expecting one thing, and then you blow their mind, and it's like, wow, yeah, <laughs> you lot mean business. You're so right. I think you know the reason is because people here in London have access to so much information and so much yeah. like you know platforms and tools. So they mm. kind of don't really need you. But when you go to places mm. like mm. Africa, people are waiting for someone to come with fresh, new ideas, new information. And so mm. they are actually, they are excited. That's true. So you also collaborated with a magazine. Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, sorry. I work with Glitz magazine sometimes on their events. Okay. Um, they're a big company in Ghana they do events they've got an event coming up in March called mm. She Boss and it's for women in business women in general young people and it's a platform for them to connect mm. communicate see how they can move forward for mentorship but yeah definitely Glitz Africa magazine is one of the most luxurious magazines in Ghana mm-hmm. um, and they deal heavily with fashion They've tapped into beauty now as well, obviously, because beauty's taking over. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely one to have a lookout for. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, actually, I'm Ghanaian as well. But, yeah, I was born in Italy, so I kind of, like, don't really have a strong connection with with Ghana. But I'm actually looking to do something. So, it's like, it's great to talk to you about it. 
No, of course, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, if someone is starting a beauty business right now, what would you recommend them to do? Today's episode is brought to you by She Wins Membership, the global community for female entrepreneurs. Ever heard of your network is your net worth? She Wins Membership is the place for you to connect and collaborate with women in business from all over the world. At the same time, start and grow your online business with all the support you need. We provide you amazing coaching sessions where you can get your questions answered. And if you have any challenges, don't worry, we got you covered. We also have masterclasses, action plans, webinars, and much more every single month. You don't have to ever feel alone when building your business. Our community will keep you accountable of achieving your dreams and goals. Check out the membership at SheWinsMastermind.com. You can join right today, right now, at SheWinsMastermind.com. Definitely learn your market. Know the ins and outs of your market. Mm. And right now, um, in such a saturated market, your power is influence. Mm. Who's wearing your brand? How many people is your brand in front of? Um, how can you push your brand and keep pushing your brand and make sure it's in front of the right people? Mm. When I first started, it was a lot easier because there wasn't that many people who had fantastic hair. Yeah. So my selling point was always my hair. My hair would sell itself and it did whereas now in a market was saturated and um everyone believes they have the best hair mm. you've kind of got to continuously keep pushing keep pushing so that's why i said you've got to know your market yeah. otherwise you'll be deceived because what has carried me for so long is knowing hair knowing good quality hair mm. making sure that our hair is sustainable yeah. so regardless i know you're not going to have a problem with my hair my clients buy for quality so it's establishing your clientele mm. i think a big problem that people have is they start businesses based on who i have around me mm. the people around you don't necessarily buy from you most of the time they don't yeah. they want it for free they just say, yeah, I would buy it. But then when it comes to the buying part, you don't, don't see anyone anymore. Exactly. So yeah. it's making sure you identify a target audience who is not your family, who is not your friends. You need to actually identify mm. a target audience because that way the job is almost done for you. You know yeah. who you're selling to, you know where they are, you know where to find them and you know what they want to see. Yeah. So everything you're doing is based around that. So it makes your job so much easier. So would you yeah. say online or offline? Where should someone start from? I'd say starting with you start with your network base and you let people around you know and then you extend through there. Mm. Um I always say don't get a shop front just to start with it. Mm. It doesn't work like that. You run yourself into the ground. Online, because you're cutting down overhead costs, like a shop, staff, furniture, fit, fittings, bills. Um, so I would definitely say online. Yeah. Run it from your house and run it exceptionally well mm. until you're forced to get a premises offline. Don't do it. Make mm. sure you're forced to do it first, as yeah. in your business literally pushes you that you have to, I'm growing out of this online space. Mm. I have to get a shop front. Because yeah. a lot of the big businesses, they don't actually have shop fronts, but they have people who sell their brands for them and they're still making money. So I think we need to work a lot smarter 
Yeah. It's not about what people see and what people think. Mm-hmm. It's about how profitable my business is. Definitely. And what's the biggest lesson you've learned in your entrepreneurship journey? Uh, I'd say the power of agreements. Okay. The power of communication mm-hmm. and the power of putting everything on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we get into business, we, we assume. So I did have a business plan. I didn't look back at it for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of got a bit overwhelmed with everything. Yeah. And then when I went back to my business plan, I was like, hold on. I'm actually running everything to the T of what I said I wanted it to be at. What is the next step? What is my next business plan? Yeah. So making sure everything's on paper mm-hmm. in terms of what you want to do, having a business plan, um, having a deck, a pitch deck, mm-hmm. um, knowing clearly who you are, what you're doing. Yeah. And I'd say with whoever you're working with, communication and agreements never move in business without an agreement in place mm-hmm. that comes from the person who's doing your website with you anyone that you're deciding to partner with be clear yeah. so i've had so many young people come to me to mentor them and they're like oh i'm going to partnership with this person this is what we're doing i'm like don't do it don't do it mm-hmm. and they do it and in the end they come back and goes i should have listened to you because the thing is that when you're going into business yes the idea is good yeah you see the money but business is a bit like marriage. It's not yeah. straightforward. There's lots of crooks and turns and corners that you don't see. Mm-hmm. So if you're not careful, you'll get stuck in a corner. If you're not careful, it can be overwhelming. So just be clear every step of the way. What is my next step? Have a plan. Have a plan every step of the way. Yeah. And you said you work with Gina. That's your business partner, right? So yeah. how is your relationship with her? Do you find out that you have this agreement? How is it working with a co-founder? So our relationship is actually, we obviously we have the odd two arguments. I want to call it arguments, disagreements. Mm-hmm. Um, once in a blue moon, we probably only had like two or three yeah. <laughs> disagreements. Um, however, our relationship works because I'm very hands-on. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very hands-on. Very, we've got to do this, you've got to do this. Very straightforward. Gina's more of a um, visualizer. Yeah. So she'll visualize it. Um, she has a way of connecting things together. So we work off of each other. Yeah, so she um, visualizes and you make it happen. <laughs> perfect. You got coming from. That's what happens. <laughs> yes, um, I think you, you both have your own roles and you, you work with that, isn't it? 100%. 100%. That's great. And next question. Let's go into my speed questions. I would like to know more about you again. Do you have a mantra? Yes, I do. (laughs) And what is it? By any means necessary, I will get it done. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I like that. Mine is where there's a will, there's a way. So I think they are kind of saying the same thing. And I love that. That's very powerful. So why did you choose it? Because I realized I'm not really one to back down or quit. If Mm. I've got my mind made up on something, I will pursue it to the end. And I kind of believe, I kind of realize that I always make it happen one way or another. Mm -hmm. Thanks to God. Always make it happen. Yeah. What's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received. Hmm was stay humble, always remain humble. Mm-hmm. And I think that has carried me throughout my whole journey yeah. um, to always remain humble regardless. 
so yeah. yeah yeah and what's the app you can't live without uh what's up right now <laughs> <laughs> it could be that? anything it could uh-huh. be even a software that you use like majority of the time I'd say I'm always on WhatsApp. Okay. So I don't, I couldn't imagine myself without WhatsApp. But one of the most powerful apps in terms of business that I use, that business people can use is Canva. Yeah, it's actually a fantastic app um, that I've discovered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, what's your favorite book or book that changed everything for you? Mm, I would say it's E-Myth Revisited, I believe. Okay. But then I must say there was another book that started my behavior and attitude, which was, uh, it's crazy. It's called Gold Digger. Be a Gold Digger. Okay. Really, I read it like years ago. Mm. That was a phenomenal book. Okay. I'm going to obviously make sure you have access to all this book at, on the on the website at shewinsmembership.com slash book. And... Um, Next question is, is, if you could go back in time and do it all over again, what would you do differently? Um, <laughs> I'd pay attention to money. Mm. I'd be more money conscious because I'm a big spender. I like spending oh, I and I've spent a lot. So yeah. I'd say I'd be more money conscious. Mm. And yeah. what do you spend more on? Mm, I'd say before it was spending without thinking. So mm. we made a lot of money in a year. Yeah. And I couldn't account for where the money went. Mm. That's how crazy. But we made crazy money, but I couldn't account for it. Like I saw where the money went, but it's like I didn't see it play out yeah. in value. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think because we had the money, it's like, okay, let's spend on this. Let's get this photo shoot. Let's do this. But it didn't translate. Because it was just spending money for the sake of spending money. Okay. So if I was to go back, I'd be more money conscious, especially within business. Mm-hmm. When you realize that your business is successful and it's making money, you can get carried away. Yeah. So let's let's get this influencer in. Let's spend on this person. Let's do this shoot. You can mm-hmm. get very carried away. And I see a lot of fresh businesses do it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Keep that money. Hold yeah. the money. <laughs> And I've always do it, do a shoot without money, try and push yourself. So yeah. I always say to business people, mm-hmm. there's many ways you can get things done for free. Exactly. You just got to be smart about thinking about mm-hmm. it. You need to be resourceful. Because very resourceful. And very, very resourceful. So right now, in your business, how do you take care of your finances? How do you make sure you don't repeat the same mistakes? Um, so now I'm more, I think money first. Okay. So is it profitable? If it is profitable, where is it coming in from? That's where I focus on. Mm. And then how am I spending it? And is me spending it very, very necessary? If I can achieve what I need to achieve without spending that money, I'm not going to spend it mm-hmm. in terms of business. Yeah. But in terms of me, if I spoil myself, I'm going to spoil myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the money for? Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually agree with you. That's good. Because I know that a lot of listeners, I like talking about finance a lot because I know, first first of all, my clients, I can see all the time, and my students, I can see that they have a bad relationship with money, with finances. They don't like bookkeeping. And if you don't like bookkeeping, just delegate it. Get an accountant. Get, it, get him to do it. But it's just like this bad relationship with finances. And... And that's why I really like talking about it because I think that you need to really take a look at your finances. You need to be in control of your finances. 
very true. Very, very yeah, true. do you have any extra tip? Because, you know, this is a very important topic here. Um, I, I would always say we underestimate the power of financing business. Mm. We think of the business the money later, but we need to think of the money first and the business after. Mm-hmm. Because without, this, without the money, business can't, your business cannot survive, should I say. No, no one, nobody goes into business to be at a loss mm. or go into business to make a profit. Yeah. So why are you thinking about the money first? Mm. Yeah, that's so, so true. And did you have any type of failure that turned into your biggest lesson? Uh, yeah, I've had quite a few. <laughs> okay, tell us about it. Because um, I believe that failure is even more important than success. 100%. So um, tell us a little bit more. One of that's what I was saying to you about finances. I think one of I wouldn't call it a failure, but one of my greatest lessons is mm-hmm. um, I actually made a quarter of a mil yeah. in a year, mm-hmm. and like I said to you, I couldn't account for it. There was nothing left of it. Yeah, the money was made and spent. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of a shock when the business started struggling. Um, we couldn't keep up with the rent and the bills and. Money was coming in, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like when I realized it's because my expenses were so, so high and unnecessary. I've gotten myself into contracts that I didn't even need to be in. It just sounded good. So yeah, let's do with it. So I think that was one of my biggest things. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm trying to say. Being in business and understanding your numbers, understanding your finances is real. So that that has led me to be more money conscious. So now, whereas the business is operating at a profitable level, it's simply because I'm more money conscious. I've left it to someone else to deal with the finances in the business now so I can focus on the business. Yeah. And because of that, it's running superb, absolutely superb. I don't worry about bills being paid, rent being paid, staff being paid. Everything is always paid on time. Great. So, so another failure that you would like to share with us um, I'd say it was staff, 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 dealing with people, mm. I'd say. Um, staff has been a big issue because you take people on board and you're very trusting. Mm. Um, however, in turn, it can turn around that. Everyone is very, how do I explain it? We're, we've always got our own, I don't know how to explain it. We always have our own gains, what we want. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be my greatest lesson. Um Remember that business is business. Yeah. You need to put personal aside. Yeah. In terms of when you're you're employing people, you yeah. need to understand everyone's going to leave you at some point. Mm. What capacity? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was so good. Like it was great talking to you. And I want to ask you, how can our listeners connect with you? Oh, I'm on Instagram. So my yeah. personal Instagram is Miss Andrea underscore KB. Okay. Um, and for Afro Hair Beauty Africa, you can follow us at Afro HB Africa. Um, also, my business partner, Gina Nippar, her Instagram is at Gina Nippar. So I'm always, I'm not one of those people who don't answer their DMs. I do. Shoot me a DM. Yeah. Um, we can get talking and you can ask me any, any question you want. Yeah, it was really, really nice talking to you. Thank you for being on the show.
If you enjoyed today's episode, just take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram. We can't wait to connect with you. Also, if this is your first time here and you want to join the SheWins community, just head over to SheWinsMasterman.com and register. Apart from that, you can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at SheWinsMastermind.com where you can also send us your questions and we're going to answer them in the next episode. Thank you for listening. See you in the next episode.